Welcome to today's edition of CS Computing News, in which we give you a brief but focused look at several of the biggest and most interesting technology-related stories. Our first story is, Hackers at Sony with Devastating Attack. Hackers have attacked Sony Pictures with sophisticated malware that crashed computers for a week, wiped data from hard drives, froze the company's email system, leaked its upcoming movies, and exposed confidential corporate documents information, including employee salaries and social security numbers. A group calling itself the Guardians of Peace claimed credit for the attack, which had stolen an estimated 100 terabytes of data. Some security experts speculate it was actually launched by the North Korean government, which is suspected of similar types of attacks in the past. That government, which has not claimed credit for the hack, has also expressed strong disapproval of a recently released Sony movie, The Interview, about a couple of U.S. TV show hosts being asked by the CIA to kill North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The hackers obtained copies of several major Sony movies and released them to illegal file-sharing websites. Illegal downloads of movies cost Sony millions of dollars in movie tickets, as well as DVD rentals and sales. Also stolen was information about the salaries of 6,000 Sony Pictures employees, including data showing that of 17 people making at least $1 million annually, only one is female and only one is African American. The hackers additionally took and posted names, social security numbers, and other personal data sufficiently sensitive to put 15,000 employees at risk of identity theft. And they released confidential information, including social security numbers, for celebrities such as Sylvester Stallone. To make matters worse, security researchers say Sony apparently inadequately secured its system. For example, most of the stolen sensitive information wasn't password protected. Sony said little so far about the attacks, except that it's working with law enforcement agencies. Our second story is, new Bluetooth version offers online connectivity and could be used with the Internet of Things. A standards group has adopted a new version of Bluetooth that would enable direct Internet connections for the first time. This technology could prove popular as the Internet of Things, in which many types of everyday devices connect to the Internet, becomes more widely used. In addition to Internet connectivity, version 4.2 of the short-range, low-power wireless technology, which the Bluetooth Special Interest Group recently adopted, offers more speed and privacy than earlier versions. Version 4.2 will let Bluetooth smart sensors connect online via IPv6 over low-power wireless personal area networks technology. This approach lets even small objects, like those that be could become part of the Internet of Things, access the Internet via a gateway. Bluetooth 4.2 will use packets with 10 times the capacity of those used in earlier versions of the technology. This will enable connection speeds that are two and a half times faster, and larger packets increased efficiency will lower power consumption, increase devices' battery life, and reduce transmission errors. 
The new standard will also enable users to encrypt transmissions, which would be important for people who want to use their devices for secure activities, such as locking their home's front door. To improve privacy, the specification will force beacons, which are Bluetooth-based technology that businesses are increasingly using to send promotional messages to nearby mobile devices, to obtain permission from users before tracking and contacting them. Despite the improvements, industry observers say Bluetooth can still be difficult to pair with devices, making it less attractive. Our final story is, Father of the Home Video Console Dies. Ralph Baer, who invented the first console that let people play video games at home, died this weekend at the age of 92. Baer, whose Jewish family escaped Nazi Germany right before World War II, began researching ways to play video games on a TV screen in 1966 while an engineer at defense contractor Sanders Associates. He eventually designed hardware and software for the Brown Box, now on display at the Smithsonian Institution, which Sanders patented. The company licensed the technology to Magnavox, which used it to develop the Odyssey, the first home gaming console, in 1972. This helped transform gaming from an activity people undertook only on large machines to one people could play at home on TV, thereby generating a multi-billion dollar market in the process. The $100 battery-powered Odyssey used overlay sheets to simulate color graphics and had no sound capabilities. It sold about 100,000 units in 1972. This was five years before the Atari 2600 became the first million-unit selling video game console. Atari had licensed Bear's technology from Magnavox. Bear, who was born in 1922, immigrated with his family to New York from Germany in 1938. After working in a leather goods factory, he saw an advertisement for a correspondence class in radio electronics and went to school. Bear became a radio service technician until World War II when he served in U.S. military intelligence in the U.K. Bear then obtained a bachelor's degree in television engineering, which he used to get a job at Sanders, which he held until retiring in 1987 with 50 U.S. and 100 worldwide patents. Bear developed numerous toys and video games, including ones entitled Ping Pong, Handball, and Soccer. In 2006, U.S. President George W. Bush awarded him the National Medal of Technology first contribution to the video game industry. The National Inventors Hall of Fame inducted him in 2010. Thank you for listening, and check back for another edition of CS Computing News.